Welcome to another episode of the View Charlotte Real Estate and Entertainment Podcast. My name is Jeremy Orden, one of the partners with the Orden Writer Group at Allen Tate. Each week, we will break down a real estate topic, share stories related to the topic, or have guests with experience in various facets of real estate, and then discuss something about our city that makes it unique. This could be restaurants, things to do, fun facts, or well, virtually anything about Charlotte because Charlotte is such an amazing city with limitless opportunities. The idea of continuing to educate our clients to the real estate market so they can make the best decision for their family is a commitment we stand behind, and hopefully each of these episodes will leave at least a little pearl of wisdom with our listeners. Let's get started. Today's topic is something I'm really excited to discuss. For those of you who know me, my entry story into real estate is something that I've often discussed. However, and please forgive me if you already know this story, I'd like to retell it for a quick moment because I think it's the perfect introduction to today's topic. My mother, Maddie Orden Ryder, has been a real estate agent since I was six years old. I remember her keeping quarters and nickels in her car in case she needed to pull over and use a payphone when her pager would go off. I understood her job to either be helping people buy homes or helping people sell their homes. I didn't really know what she did other than talk on the phone a lot and come home exhausted. However, I knew that she was very, very good at what she did. When my wife and I bought our first home together, it was new construction and I saw firsthand that my mother wasn't just good at this job. She was great. Through her negotiation, I really had nothing to do with any part of the process. She delivered us everything that we had ever wanted on the purchase and really worked hard to ensure that we came out in the best position possible. It was several years later that my mother was sitting down at my kitchen table and telling me that she was thinking of selling her business and wanted me to review her business plan and offer her my thoughts. Going through that business plan sparked something inside of me that I said, well, why not me? It led to extensive shadowing, and ultimately, it was the best decision I ever made in my professional life. Today's topic is, what makes a great agent? And I'm honored to welcome someone who is not just a mentor and the greatest agent I've ever known, but also my mother, Maddie Orden Ryder. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for that introduction, Jeremy, and for having me here today. Well, I really wanted you to be our first guest. However, I figured that we should have all of the bugs worked out in order to, you know, not disappoint you. Well, that was a good idea, Jeremy. But I've listened to your former podcast and I think they've been great. I just hope I don't disappoint you all today. But let's get started with a little background. And I'm going to do my best not to interrupt your answers because I know how much you hate that. So why don't we start with your background and how you really got into real estate? Well, that's actually a funny story. So I was a stay-at-home mom for six years after you and your brother were born, and I needed a little job to supplement our income. So what did people do back in 1985? Well, I took out the local newspaper and circled all the jobs I was interested in. But there were only two. The first one I called was a design firm. And you know what? They didn't answer the phone, and the real estate office did. So the rest of that is history. So what you're saying is that if somebody had answered the phone at an interior design company, my life might be dramatically different today. Absolutely. 
you could be selling sofas instead of finding the perfect space for someone to put that sofa into. Well, I hope this is the beginning of multiple conversations together in this format. I really want to focus on the topic of the week, which is what makes a great agent. So in your opinion, what do you think that you do that makes you a great agent? Wow. There are so many traits that make up being a great agent, and I could probably talk on this forever, but I will try to keep my answers short and sweet. First off, knowledge is power. Learn all that you can. Real estate isn't just about showing pretty houses. It's knowing how to answer the hard questions your clients will ask you. And if you don't have the answer to those questions, going out to find them. One of the most important traits, I think, is to be honest and have the highest amount of integrity. I always tell my clients what they need to hear and not necessarily what they want to hear. They understand that I have their best interests at hand and not my own. You need to be a great problem solver. You need to be a good listener and ask the right questions. A great agent needs to be creative to figure out any issue that may come up in a transaction. I'll never forget a few years ago, I spent three days getting ready for an out-of-town buyer. We were in our second hour exploring Union County when they said to me, this area isn't for us. We think we'd like to buy in Lake Norman. After slamming on the brakes and making my first U-turn, I dropped them off at the office, told them that I think maybe it's a good idea that you go out and have a little lunch, come back in an hour. I canceled everything and made a completely new tour for them to Lake Norman. I wanted to make sure that they knew that I was truly listening to them and had their best interests at heart. Often, a seller will get a very serious home inspection report with issues they had no idea that was affecting their property. And a good realtor will have the resources to get them the best contractors with the best prices in the shortest amount of time. Which brings up the next great trait of a good realtor having a vast network of connections that you can rely on, such as appraisers, home inspectors, mortgage loan officers, and contractors. We pride ourselves in having a wonderful network of these professionals that we can call on in a flash to help us out. Remember, a good real estate agent doesn't just sell properties, they sell themselves. So it's important to show your real personality. People will respond to you if you are honest, personable, have a great attitude, and have confidence in your abilities. How do you think that your approach differs from those that you've watched over the years in the business? I have learned and watched from some of the best in the business. I don't know really how we differ because we all develop our own approaches to the business. I have always been exceedingly organized with my clients, listening to what they want, and if I don't have the answers to their questions, going out and finding them the answer. You've obviously watched countless people enter and exit this industry, either due to downturns to the market, inability to find a level of success, or just, you know, really being burnt out. So what do you attribute your staying power to? Great question, Jeremy. After 37 years in the business, I think I can answer that question with one word passion. I have real passion for the business. 
And it's something that you kind of just feel in your bones. I love the interaction with all the people that I meet. And after all these years, I love the interaction with the team we have developed and which you have taken to the next level. You can say, I am a very proud mama. Well, I appreciate that. Technology has really changed real estate over the last several years. Home buyers no longer need to have homes presented to them as they can find a lot of information online. Additionally, sellers can easily see what their neighbor's house sold for. With all this available information so easily and readily accessible, do you feel a role of an agent has changed today? Absolutely not. It might be more important than ever to have a real estate agent working on your side. With so much information out there, sometimes you need someone who can explain and interpret that information correctly. You and I were in a unique position to transition your singular agent business model into a partnership, which we then grew into a team. I know this has been your first experience working with teams. However, you've been around them since the concept started in our industry. How do you feel a team approach is a better approach to servicing clients' needs? Well, first off, there's always somebody there to help answer a question, cover for you when your time won't allow or just being a sounding board, get you the information in a second or two when time is of the essence, and most importantly, be there for support when the times are good, but more importantly, when things go astray. And we all know that that happens often in this business. It takes a long time to get the right dynamics when forming a team. It took us a couple of years of trial and error but I think now we have the perfect blend of personalities that make for a long and successful real estate team. You know, we can easily have this conversation all day long. You've won countless awards, served on boards, and have a reputation that really opens doors for you. Going back to the original topic, what would you say is the top reason that you found so much success in this industry? Well, I think... Thinking back, it's probably hard work and passion. At the end of the day, you get out what you put in. There's a certain level of investment of time, energy, and money to make any business successful, and real estate is no different. If you make those investments and have some of the traits we discussed here today, there's a good chance that you can have a long and successful real estate career. So let's wrap up with one last question on this topic. In your opinion, where do you see the future of the real estate business going? I ask because we're at an interesting crossroads today. We have massive hedge funds that are buying properties and flipping them. We have corporations that are building entire communities with the concept of turning home ownership dreams into a monthly subscription cost. And we have interest rates that have at least temporarily slowed down the buying power for buyers. What's your outlook on the real estate business and the role of an agent in the future? I have no crystal ball. We have already seen what has happened to some of those corporations buying and flipping properties. Many have lost hundreds of millions of dollars, and hopefully some of that is in our past. I think Charlotte has had a very strong real estate market, and I don't see any reason why that should change in the near future. And I believe that there will always be a reason to have a real estate agent working on behalf of the interests of either a buyer or a seller. 
I promise that we're going to continue to have these sit-down talks with one another. Your knowledge, experience, willingness to, you know, watch my children and encouragement are just way too much for this not to happen again and again. However, let's go ahead and transition now over to our Charlotte Entertainment topic for the week, which is something that I know that you're very passionate about with Charlotte, and that's the ability to get involved. We always discuss with clients, especially those who are moving to the area from somewhere else, how easy it is to get involved with different organizations or groups in the Charlotte area. Well, coming from New York, the pacing of Charlotte is just different. People wave to you when you drive by, and I truly believe that Charlotte moves at the right speed. It gives you the opportunity to be the type of person you always wanted to be. It's funny, I've heard you say that thousands of times, and it wasn't until I really got into, you know, my mid-40s that I really started to embrace and fully understand that about the pace of a city. So that's why for this week's entertainment topic, it's going to be built around the different organizations, what they do, and how easy it is to become involved with them when it comes to charitable organizations within our metropolitan area. Well, I think the first organization that's worth talking about is something that my husband Scott and I are big supporters of, and that is the Catawba Lands Conservancy. I think that's such a great organization, and really one of the driving forces behind the Carolina Thread Trail, which we love. That's a regional network of trails for hiking or biking that goes between 15 different counties in both North and South Carolina, linking 2.3 million people. There's over 250 miles of trails already completed. Yeah, we just think that is an amazing organization. And they have great programs and activities for people of all ages to get involved or just come out and enjoy the environment. Another organization that uh, I'm pretty passionate about is the Charlotte Arts and Science Council. It's an organization that believes that the arts, culture, and creativity plays a critical role in creating a sense of belonging to a community. Their mission statement perfectly aligns with our real estate mission. In other cities, you really need to know someone in order to get involved with an organization such as the ASC. However, in Charlotte, you can easily get involved with a non-political organization such as the ASC to either volunteer or become vocal about projects. You know, we've been traveling a decent amount lately. And when I go to these other cities and I see public works of art, I'm always so impressed that these designs are just out there in the public for everyone to see. What are some of the projects that the Arts and Science Council have been involved with here in Charlotte? Currently, they are working on projects for public art at the newly opened concourse at the Charlotte Douglas Airport. Or just walk around uptown Charlotte and you'll see many of these public art displays around the city. And I didn't know if you knew this, but there are 15 public art murals around town. Just Google the Arts and Science Council public arts map to see them all. So why do you think that support of the arts is such a vital role to play for the city's continued development? Well, when you grow up in a place like New York, you grow up believing that you are living in the center of the world. You have the access to the best restaurants, entertainment, and shopping. It's easy to expose your children to cultural things and events. So when you leave a large metropolitan city, you might feel that you're missing out on these things. 
for a city to thrive and survive, it needs to blend its economic needs and forecasts with its societal and artistic elements. And that's what the ASC does for Charlotte. So let's shift our topic a little bit to food, because you know me, sooner or later, it always comes back to food. What about Second Harvest Food Bank of Metro Lina? Oh, this is a fantastic organization. Their mission is to provide education advocacy to eliminate hunger in the Carolinas. It's really one of our favorite organizations. Second Harvest Food Bank services 14 counties in North Carolina and 10 in South Carolina. They provide a regional distribution of food and grocery items directly to charitable agencies and assist those in need. Over 65% of the food they distribute has been donated through individuals or corporations. Their number one goal is to focus on ending child hunger. It is also one of the easiest organizations to get involved with because you can donate food, donate time, or donate money. Not all of us have the time to physically get involved with something we are passionate about. However, I think we can all agree that addressing child hunger is something that we should do throughout our communities and Second Harvest does an amazing job of connecting with the community and allowing people to be of service. An organization that I'm very passionate about is the Humane Society of York County. As a resident of Fort Mill, this is an organization that we donate to and support every year. A couple of years ago, my wife and I decided that for our kids' birthday parties, like they don't need another doll or toy that they're going to break in a few hours. So we started to ask people to bring either a food supply or you know monetary donation that would be given to the Humane Society of Fort Mill. I think that is such a great thing to start to instilling kids at this age. The moment that she came up with the idea, I just really loved it. And, you know, the Humane Society, they are so appreciative for the support because the majority of their support is provided through individual donations. They're an organization that's built around providing programs and resources to meet the needs of both pets and pet owners in our community. They focus on adoption, spay and neuter, and stray hold. The best thing about the organization is that they're dedicated to making York County a no-kill community, and that really does require a lot of involvement from the community and through donations. There are so many fantastic organizations in our area, and it would be impossible to list them all. So maybe the last organization that I think we should highlight would be a place where I know we have spent a lot of time volunteering and partnering with. It's called Gracious Hands. Our team has their annual service day at the property, helping to clean out the leaves. Yes, it is such a great day to give back. Gracious Hands is a nonprofit organization that serves homeless women with children in the Charlotte area to provide them with temporary housing and supportive resources. I'm really passionate about Gracious Hands because they focus on providing a complete approach to servicing their community by first addressing the most basic needs in housing, but then they incorporate life skills, therapy, and clothing to these women and children who are facing homelessness and domestic violence situations. They are always looking for volunteers and people can provide help at any level of assistance. Again, there is no barrier to entry with needing to know someone just the desire to help out in our community. There's so many great organizations that we could just spend hours and hours going through them all. But that is what makes our city such an amazing community. 
I really like that you use the term community there because that's what it's really about. Whatever somebody's passionate about, whether, you know, you want to get involved with, you know, an organization based around outdoor activities and nature, supporting the arts, helping to feed your neighbors in need, helping to eradicate homelessness animals or servicing those who are going through one of the toughest transitions that they'll ever face. We really have so many organizations and options that you can get involved with and really make a difference. So, Mom, thank you so much for joining me on this week's podcast. Was it as painful as you thought it might be? Not quite, but thank you so much for having me. I really did enjoy it, Jeremy. Excellent. Can I count on you to return for another episode? Okay. We'll try it again in the future. Yeah, she sounded very passionate about that one. Well, thank you to our audience for joining us for another episode of the View Charlotte podcast. We look forward towards you joining us again next week. 